Welcome back to Talking Points with me, Tomo, and Aldas, who there's a distinct lack of blonde in his hair today. Obviously, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can't see Aldas's hair, but if you are watching on YouTube or Spotify, video version is on there. Make sure five stars, like, comment, subscribe. I would just enjoy. like to say a trim is on the way. Don't worry. All right. Yeah. All right. Of course, mate. Well, look, Minton's here as well all the video viewers who can see Minton vibes in the middle. He's nice and sleepy now, so he shouldn't disturb us um, in this very important podcast today, because they're always very important. Because Aldas, what are we talking about today, my friend? Well, with all of the news of potentially Audi and Porsche coming into Formula One, and just the vibe in general of positive new Formula One with maybe new manufacturers coming in, we're going to talk about who we would like to see in Formula One, and realistically, who could actually join F1 in hopefully the next maybe in four or five years. Yeah, because the thing is, I think it's, you know, you've got this change in direction with the engines in 2026, 100% sustainable fuels. Also, the average age of F1 viewers is coming down. So that's likely to, you know, introduce more sponsors, more brands potentially coming in that we wouldn't have seen in the past when it all used to just be like old watch, you know, expensive watches and yachts and all that good stuff. Buy the um, cigarette. Exactly. But it's a, it's a modern F1 is a very different thing. So let's start by talking about Porsche and Audi, obviously both part of the VW group. So it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's, it's all down to VW at the end of the day. Um, but what, because obviously it, the, the, the main rumours we've heard, it's been Porsche linked to Red Bull and it's been Audi linked to McLaren, right? Yeah, there's been all sorts of rumours. I remember there was a big one that came out a few months ago about, uh, I think it was Audi potentially buying McLaren. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone jumped on that thinking it was real, and then Audi kind of made a few statements saying, no, it's not. But you never know. Again, no smoke without fire. So maybe Mm. there is something there, maybe there's not. But I think Porsche is the really big one. And you talked about VW because, yeah, they have loads of different brands, but which one are they going to put into Formula 1? Because ultimately, the same as obviously Alpine, Obviously, Renault own Alpine, and they decided that it would yep. be better for their kind of luxury sports brand to be in there instead of the Renault brand. So, mm-hmm. But for sure, VW, the actual group, is going to bring something in. Hopefully, that's the big talking point. But who is it going to be with? Is it going to be their own team? Are they going to team up with someone like Red Bull? There's a lot of opportunity, I think, for, for VW, for sure. Yeah, because I think it's one of them that, you know, historically, there's been a lot of talk around Porsche in particular. Um, it feels like every regulation change that, They've kind of sprung up in the old uh, in the old rumor mill, but look, with these new engines, you know they're moving to again 100% sustainable fuel. You know, they, it's like they they want to retain the internal combustion element, um, but increase the MGUK, get rid of the MGUH, which is the expensive part apparently, um, and just make the sport more accessible for more engine manufacturers to jump in. Because ultimately, we we. As much as, yes, I know there's the whole like rhetoric of, you know, bring back V12s, bring back V10s, glory days, V8s and all that. Which, that's me, by the way. That's like, like, yeah, that's all and, me. and look, I'm all for that, but it's a dream. It's not reality. Like, it's not going to happen. And I think for F1 to survive long term as well, it has to be making these difficult decisions in the short term, but that will ultimately protect and keep the sport relevant for generations to come and you know, you want brands like Porsche, you want brands like Audi to want to be in the sport and not see F1 as this kind of like, oh no, that's not very PR friendly for us to be in motorsport. Because if they can get to the stage where these engines are, again, 100% sustainable fuels and truly sustainable, not just some message about sustainability, which doesn't actually have any, you know, backbone to it, um, then it can live long and prosper for your years to come. Right? And I think also, actually off the back of that, the reason why all of these rule changes, obviously on the outside, it looks like 
let, you know, let's make better racing. Let's make it all better for the fans. But there's a massive commercial element as well in terms of the engines making them, you know, removing the uh, MGUH for the moment or because that doesn't have as much road relevance more than anything mm. else. So all of these regulations is yes, to kind of help the teams, but with the budget cap and with these uh, engine regs, it's to add more road relevance to those brands, make Formula One a little bit cheaper, make kind of the technology kind of transfer to the road a little bit more, obviously increase the electrical power unit kind of side to it as well, because a lot of these brands are going electric. So mm. Formula One really kind of, and the reason why actually a lot of these kind of rumors are for 2025 and 2026 is because that's when the new engine formula is going to be. So we have the engine freeze for the moment, but in 20, I think it is 25 where the brand new, uh, kind of engine formula is going to start. So they're really aiming to not just make Formula One better, but attract these brands and yeah. even more brands. But I think especially with the, I'm looking forward to seeing what the budget cap is going to do in the long term, mm. because again, obviously we don't know. We've only had it, had it for a year, haven't we? It started in 2021, I think. Yeah, yeah. 2021 was the first year of the 145 mil. But obviously that didn't have much of an effect because yeah. the cars were carried over, weren't they? So. Exactly. And I think what a lot of these brands and other companies are, are going to be looking at is, is it still going to be just Mercedes and Red Bull domination, you know, in Formula mm. One? I mean, Ferrari's always going to be there, of course, but... If this doesn't work out, if a team like McLaren or Alpine or Aston Martin, if they can't get it up the grid or, you know, if they can't get anywhere close to these teams like they, have been, like they haven't been able to in the hybrid era, that's going to be kind of tricky for Formula 1. So it's a weird one. It does feel like Formula 1 are trying to bring down the likes of Ferrari, Mercedes and Red Bull to kind of open it up to the rest of the world. Mm. Which I think is important because, yeah, like you say, that tyre to real road relevance has historically been a big part of F1. Now, obviously, look, you go through the years and right now we've got a team like Red Bull. They make energy drinks. They don't make cars, but they've got that kind of, you know, Red Bull was a brand. They tie themselves so kind of, they, they've tied themselves for so long to so many different kind of extreme yeah. sports. Even like, they, 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 I swear they sponsor like chess players and stuff like that as well. Like Red Bull's everywhere. They're, they're going for like mass, um, mass awareness. But I think with, with, with manufacturers, they need to see that return of investment yeah. on the kind of market. Because it's, it's a marketing machine, ultimately, right? It has to make sense from a marketing point of view. That's what pays for this sport, that we see these brands on the side of these cars and we look at them and go, ooh, I might buy a BWT water filter, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe, or, and, and historically, it's been obviously, there's been a lot of commercial brands. So you look at a brand like Cognizant, who sponsor Aston Martin. They're not a they're not a business to consumer brand. They're more of a business to business brand that deals with kind of like, um, like tech and, and security around that. Um, but these are the things that are important going forwards. And obviously, you know, VW brand do have a lot of, you know, they've got Skoda, they've got um, Sayat, they've got Cupra. They've got lots of different brands that they could kind of throw at Formula One. But obviously, but which one do you think is the most realistic? Because I mean, <laughs> VW, like you said, yeah. they own so many brands, but I mean, I still think the Porsche thing more than anything else because mm. again, Formula One, it does cater to it does cater to a certain type of audience and it's you know, it's about money, let's be honest. So that's why companies are pushing their more luxury brands more than anything else. High high performance Porsche makes sense. Obviously Audi's kind of you know, you don't the the the, the lowest range Porsche is like well, probably the Cayman, which is still a sports car, whereas Audi kind of covers a broader spectrum. So Porsche makes the most sense out of those brands. I think Cupra would make sense as well because that's kind of like they've separated that out of um, Sayat, haven't they? And that's kind of a separate, but I guess they're quite small. It depends really which one VW would want to be pushing more. I mean, again, you talk about the marketing machine and it's a weird one. That's why Formula One is focusing so much on these brands because which one can which one can VW push more in terms mm. of sticking it on a Formula One team? But do you think there's also 
as much as we would love, as much as I think the the teams would love to have a, a partnership with VW, maybe as an engine manufacturer, mm. I think what F1 want is a brand new team. They want yeah. more than 10 teams. And that's a completely different thing. It's one thing to put your brand or whatever VW want to do, Cupra or Porsche, you know, put that on a Red Bull. Because again, Red Bull, I think it's almost like a chameleon kind of brand. You could put it on literally anything yeah, and it's yeah. perfect. Like that team is ready to be badged up as a car. And that's the amount of marketing value in that yeah. is unbelievable. Well, but they already do that in F2, don't they? They do. They'll have like Jehan Ruvla with a Red Bull livery. And then who was his team at last year at Carlin? I can't remember, but they weren't Red Bull. Um, was it? Ticton, Ticton wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ticton. Ticton wasn't. So it's like, yeah, exactly. You just say, you just slap the livery on pay a bit of money, job done. But Formula One want a brand new team. That's what they're really Which pushing Which is a for. whole new, that's a whole different level. But I guess maybe they're kind of, because a lot of this is still speculation. We know for a fact, because Zach Brown's talked about this, that Porsche have had conversations with them. They've, you know, and I think that's where these rumours kind of came from around Audi as well. Um, but I think, yeah, you kind of alluded to it, that I guess there may be waiting, you know, this cost cap's, just come in, but it's not really, we've not seen it yet. It's yeah. going to take a few years for us to see not just the cost cap, but also the sliding development scale as well, see how much of a difference that's going to make to bring the top and the bottom together. And then maybe that puts them in a position maybe in 2025 to kind of reevaluate and be like, yeah, you know what, maybe we won't, we'll enter a team because it will be a lot cheaper to enter the team. But hopefully as well, the commercial product, the advertising product of Formula One will be bigger than it's ever been. And it's going to be worth it to come in. Exactly, because like the, the US audience jumped up massively. You know, there's talk of a second race in China as well, potentially. The you calendar's know. expanding all the time. So yeah. that's why they want to get... The product in Formula One is good. We have so many superstars. We have so much... I think even the fans and the drivers, there's so much attachment now where they want to see their drivers. They have fans, obviously... I think even more than ever mm. because of social media. So the product and the racing we saw in 2021 it is good, mm. but it still needs that push. It still needs for brands to believe in it. And that's, that is the really big thing about the new regulations. I think one side of it, of course, is the cars and the on track, but to make it, to, to make it more viable to businesses mm. outside of what we've seen so far is going to be the really tricky thing. But I mean, I think that for me, the really interesting thing that I think will be is, the American side of it, because we saw Andretti, we remember talking about it a little bit, potentially they yes. were looking to buy into, Alpha. I think it was Alfa Romeo, wasn't yep. it? And to have an American team, I still think that Formula One and Miami obviously going there uh, this uh, this season, 2022, mm. I think it's almost like a toe in the water, but to get potentially an American team on the grid, I think that's something that Formula One would be really pushing for. Yeah, I, I think they have to be lining up more manufacturers jumping in, not just manufacturers, just more brands coming in. Again, younger audience, that opens up you know, when you look at the average age of an F1 fan and, again, these... Because, you know, I think the F1 fan base is pretty diverse in terms of age, in terms of gender, in terms of backgrounds. Um, and obviously, you know, you, you're putting your logo on a car and it's going out to everyone. And it's, you know, a, as these audience figures change and, and the demographics where they're from, uh, like you say, US is obviously a huge deal. Um, but I do wonder, like, you know, because I think Porsche makes more sense than Audi for me. Um, because it is the more kind of, you know, you look at Aston Martin, that's a clear fit. All of their cars are sports cars. They've got that, yeah. you know, pedigree kind of because they were in F1 very, very early doors. But also Porsche have got, you know, pedigree. Kind of pedigree in Ford. Yeah. Some of it not great. Yeah, I mean, they, it didn't end very well. They, they came in the late 50s, ended in the early 90s. I think they supplied the engine to the... It was footwork in, footwork. Like, nine, in like the 1992 season or and something. And it like weighed a ton. And it was, it was terrible. terrible. But then they were, you know, they had 
what engines in the uh, Marlboro McLarens in the like, mid eighties? Yeah, the Tag Porsche, the yeah. Tag Porsche engines. I mean, they On have some, some good. There's some good heritage there. There's some good history, and I definitely agree that it makes more sense for the Porsche brand because they're still the ones that are looking into. Um, potentially uh, synthetic fuels. They're still looking to be in that kind of combustion engine market. I think Audi, they're, they're a kind of a brand that, I think Mercedes are also potentially going this way, but and uh, Audi definitely, they're going more the electric route. And that's why maybe Formula E works a little bit more for them. That's why they're, you know, going into yeah. sort of kind of different suppose, to Formula cause, 1. Because Audi's got the e-tron, you know, Porsche's got the Taycan, which is like the nicest looking electric car, if you ask me. Like, I'm, all for, one. I'm all for a Tesla, but I'd love a Taycan. Um, but yeah, I guess they're both kind of, they're both quite, they both appear to be brands that are positioning themselves at the forefront of this new like electric revolution and, you know, synthetic fuels and increased hybrid component to it. I think both would make sense. I think Porsche makes more sense, but also again, like speculations, always good fun and looking ahead, given everything we know and everything F1 wants to be and the markets they want to be in. I'm gonna ask you first. I've got a few. I've got a few up here. We're just spitballing. We haven't really prepared too much. But I don't know. What, I don't know what's in Aldas's mind. Sometimes there's some magical things that come out of his mouth. Sometimes always. And so I'm waiting for something special here. What brand or manufacturer do you think? Because again, in the it's not just you know it's not just car manufacturers. We've seen United Colors of Benetton back in the day. Um, obviously, Red Bull at the minute. There's been loads of examples of non car manufacturers getting into F1. But what brands do you think would make most sense for this new 100% sustainable, you know, increased hybrid component, 2026 F1 cars moving forward? If it's, it wasn't... Inspire me, Aldas, come on. To be brutally honest, if it, if it was Brutal. to... In terms of car manufacturers, I think we need to see a return of a Japanese manufacturer. I think okay. the problem now is... And this is something I want to ask you a little bit later in terms of the independent teams, because there's not many around and that's it's really a bit of a dying breed. But in terms of the manufacturers I want to see, I would like to see Toyota come back because Honda was a really vibes. weird one. They've just left when they just know, started to really achieve something. It took them so long. They spent so much money into Formula One, but they finally started to achieve something and then they decided to leave. But mm. I think Toyota with some of their cars, there is still a bit of road relevance with the likes of the Yaris GR. Like they're still fully, as much as they are one of the kind of premier, even electric car brands, there's still a lot of kind of combustion engines that they do. And I feel like it mm. ended so badly. At one point I read that they were spending something like $450 million a year a year. That is how much of a failure Ooh. Toyota was back in like the mid 2000s. Like, so it ended really badly, but I feel like there's still something there. And I feel like there's enough road relevance to see another Japanese kind of car manufacturer come in. Yeah. Because the thing is, when you talk about the McLarens, the Porsches and stuff, all of those are still European brands. And the problem is, is that I think there's almost the, the problem for VW is too much congestion mm. because you're if you put Porsche in there, you're up against Mercedes, you're up against Aston Martin. Like there is a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of rivals in Formula mm -hmm. One. I think something like a Japanese manufacturer, we never really got to see a full on Honda team, obviously in the past uh, few years and it didn't quite end with the Red Bull how we wanted it. I, I wish they continued to be honest. Yeah. I think they were building something so special. So to me, I want to see Toyota return, but this time with a proper business plan and also with the cost cap as well to mm. kind of make it. Mm. I think that I think that could be something. I yeah. really do. Well, because the cost caps a really important point because, you know, you look at the difference. I think I was reading that in, in 2019, Mercedes was spending between 400 and 450 million a year. Williams was more like about a third of that, yeah. about 130k, around that kind of, not 130k, 130 million. Um, 
which is huge. And again, you know, these big brands and we coming into this kind of, we're just post kind of the virus and, you know, things are starting to go back to normal, but there's still a lot of, you know, there's not going to be that same level of confidence in the market potentially that there once was and justifying from a, because it is marketing. That's what it is. It's marketing. It's ultimately Red Bull are in F1 because they want to sell cans of drink. And that's like, that's why they have this presence. That's what they're selling. But they're such a successful team that I think there's more potential for someone to get in and take advantage of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's just like, there's so much going into it that I think that, you know, a Toyota, they, I mean, they're the biggest car brand in the world. Like they, they, yeah. they have the money and again, making it, if they can, reducing the cost cap, but increasing the product, the commercial product is, is the way it is going, which I think is really good and positive. And yeah, Toyota would be great because also Toyota, they've got big, you know, they've got the, the GR8 Yaris that, that they run in WRC, which is obviously the new Rally 1 WRC, which is increased hybrid. You can't touch the car after it's crashed, I think, because there's like, they're a bit worried about yeah, yeah, electricity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously that is a step into, you know, that's hybrid, that's motorsport. You know, they're in it at top level along with Hyundai and Ford. Um, so I think, yeah, Toyota would be great. And I do wonder, I, do you think Honda regret now? Because obviously they, they pulled out at a time where things Mid-2020, was it when they announced it? Yeah, and, and things weren't, you know, the Red Bull wasn't, close really in 2020 yeah it was i mean obviously that decision came after months of speculation so they would have started to talk about it in early 2020 no doubt the pandemic had something to do with that but it's just it feels i don't know why but it feels just like a massive missed opportunity by honda to begin now their era of formula one with red you can tell like they was like the amount of times they put max verstappen in that nsx like they were squeezing like everything right we need to shift some cars and get the most out of this final year in f1 because yeah i I don't know it's easy for us to say they might but ultimately you know honda is a huge car manufacturer don't get me wrong but also you know they've got a operate in a sustainable way and maybe i don't know they were struggling else but what the do you think about and this is kind of the sad part because again when you look throughout f1 history there are so many teams that have been started as independents mm. what do you think because really Haas is the only what teams on the grid are actually independent yeah. i mean williams Haas, even not, not even mclaren i was gonna say mclaren but of course they're not but so this is my kind of really sad part where we talk about all of these manufacturers, all of these big companies, but are we ever going to see another Gene Haas come in, risk their money, considering how much F1 is? But also, when we talked about it now, the competition with the manufacturers. Yeah. Look, sh- surely, with the cost cap, that is the best opportunity you're going to get an independent to come in because the barrier to entry is significantly lower. I mean, the cost cap's going to be, what, 100, it's 140 mil this year. It's going to be 135 next year. I don't see that being increased. They might even decrease it further. Um, so surely that now is the type versus, you know, when Gene Haas bought in and obviously, you know, it, it was a big financial undertaking, but obviously he was never going to match the 400 mils of like the Ferraris and the Mercedes and that. Um, and even then, that's why he did that partnership of getting Delara to build the chassis yeah. and that really strong technical partnership with Ferrari because you need the bigger teams to survive. Yeah. We also, obviously, we also True. talk about the second teams. Like, mm. there's a reason why Alfa Tari kind of has these links. There's a reason why also Sauber, they got with Alfa Romeo because there was those kind of Ferrari links. So mm. it's 
it's kind of an interesting one where can independence actually survive without the help of the bigger teams? That's yeah. that's also a really big challenge for the for the budget cap. That's I think that's going to be really interesting to see. Like not again all the budget cap. I feel like most of the talk around budget cap has been focused on you know improving the relative race and relative performance, but also yeah long term. I do think surely, like, again, I keep saying this, like, with Netflix doing what it's done to the sport to increase its profile, a second US race, potentially a second Chinese race in these huge markets, and you know that the top teams can't spend more than $135 million. surely if a brand like, let's say, for example, Monster Energy, right? They're Red Bull, kind of, they, they support Lewis, um, they have done for years. They're kind of Red Bull's main kind of competitor. I know in like different markets, the percentage wise is different, but I think I think they're I think Monster's bigger than Red Bull in the states. Don't quote me on that, but I, I think they're like is it got a significantly bigger market share? There's a um, nod from producer Matt, so it must be than true. in the UK. So it's like could a brand like that that they they associate themselves with very similar sports that Red Bull do. Um, yes, they're not a they're not selling cars, but Red Bull have proven like they Red Bull have been in the sport since what two thousand and six when they bought Jaguar five five who knows um, and now and uh, look at them now they're they're, they're, they're thriving they've won mult they've won what five world championships over that period um, they've won multiple constructors championships like I think a brand like that could also be one that could potentially jump in as well. I think the tricky part is there. Are you saying as a team like as an you know the monster energy racing team yeah or do you think as a big title sponsored someone else i mean no i i I, why why not because i I know that red bull obviously bought jaguar and they bought their facility and you know they revamped that and what was jaguar before jordan wasn't it it was a stewart was it stewart yeah yeah stewart i mean it's just but that's the thing we haven't even (sighs) seen that many brand new teams like just from the ground up like Haas is such a kind of unique team and the fact that the fact that they're kind of failing now a little bit is almost a bit of a sign of just how ridiculously powerful these kind of manufacturer teams are. But even Red Bull, they bought into another failing team. Mm. They didn't They didn't actually come out of the ground, you know, out of nowhere. So well, that's that was, the difficult part of yeah. getting a brand new team completely from, literally from absolutely nothing. Yeah, because you, you obviously take on all the personnel, you take, yeah. take on the facility, a lot of the kind of licensing, I think, around like, because I know when Force India became Racing Point, it was, and then the whole like, it was, under an Indian license and their British license, and there's all that kind of yeah. stuff as well. But they had to restart in the constructors. Yeah, and, and but again, you look at what they achieved as a team on a relative shoestring. Obviously, you know, like AlphaTauri now they were once Minardi, who were the tiny Italian team in Faenza, who you know, plucky, you know, and and could have easily. You look at old teams like Tyrrell, you know, there's all these uh, Ligier, all these teams that kind of fell by the wayside. But yeah. Minardi could have ended up like them. They didn't. They managed to survive and carry I don't know how Minardi road. survived. I mean, they're just like, for year after year, they were the back. But look at them now. You know what I mean? They, they, race they, winners with Gasly, exactly. Race winners could have got fifth in the constructors this year. Like, it wasn't, wouldn't have been unheard of if you, yeah. And but I think the sad part about you, the sad part is when you, th- when you think about Jordan and that obviously turned into Force India, mm. That was a really good team that almost could have become something, but ultimately, once again, that team became a manufacturer. It yeah. went from, obviously from Jordan to, to, I think it was Force India, then Racing Point, but then ultimately, again, it became a car manufacturer. So it's a difficult one. That's what the really big thing about this budget cap. I, I do hope, and I'm sure there are just crazy people with loads of money that still have that F1 dream, you know, of creating the live fast F1 team, you know, they're creating their own Formula One team. Watch this space. Coming soon, Veloce. Can, can you bankroll that? <laughs> Come on, surely. No, but I, I get what you're saying, but also, like, I do think that surely, again, once this 
you know, as long as the cost cap comes in and things do start to level out to an extent where, you know, most cars are competitive at least. I'm not saying every car can win every race. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't absolutely. want it to be a spec series. But, you know, I, th- I think, again, that lower barrier to entry in terms of finance, look, I, I think... 12 teams would be nice to see, would you say? Really, yeah, really good uh, two, to see. Two extra teams. And again, if we're looking at, you know, Porsche as less of a separate team, but more getting into bed with Red Bull, you know, that would probably work. That, that Maybe that's just a tester, you know, to get the Porsche name back into Formula One, aligning with Red Bull, and maybe kind of working in the background to build a facility, start hiring some people. Yeah. And the reason why we're making this connection between Porsche and Red Bull is because... Red Bull now, obviously, Honda is still going to kind of look after their engines next year, or this season, I should say, but they're creating Red Bull powertrains, but Red Bull can't sell, you know, Red Bull are an energy drinks manufacturer. They don't even sell any cars. Like, what are you going to do with Red Bull powertrains? Mm. You can't sponsor that. You can't, you know, sell anything off the back of that. So, but as soon as you put the Porsche badge on Mm. a Red Bull powertrain, that's it. It's a whole different beast. So that's the, it always comes back to not just getting a brand in, but the marketing, the marketing, the marketability yeah. off the back of that. And obviously, you know, starting a new team back in the, back in the early nineties, late eighties, for example, consisted of, I don't even know how many people, but like not many relative to the amount, like you need hundreds, you know, some teams have thousands. Obviously they've had to cut back with the, um, with the, budget cap now so they can't employ nearly as many people and a ferrari have talked about moving people to different departments because yeah. they don't want people to lose their jobs ultimately and, and i think that's that. a good thing because these yeah. top teams like it was getting out of control like oh yeah when 100%. you've got i think it was uh christian horner that said that mercedes have got what is it as many people working in marketing as we have working in engineering or something like that i remember him you know something like that so it was getting the like mercedes and ferrari especially were just getting out of control mm. and they did need to be stopped but i do, I do think f1 uh, not just f1 motorsport in general typically is is too reliant and more reliant than it should be on you know rich people who love f1 having confidence and just chucking money at it and it's like i feel like we're getting to a place now again with the budget cap with the increased reach the increased viewer base that actually you know for, for a company whether it's a manufacturer or not to jump into f1 can actually bring a, re- a positive return of investment in terms of market and not be reliant on like, we're going to spend 400 million, we're only going to see 100 million back, but we really want to be in F1 because, oh, look at us, I'll get to take my rich mates to an F1 race behind the scenes. Like, I honestly, like that's, that's the way I feel when I, I feel like we're getting to that point where actually, yeah, it can actually commercially, if you put if you work for Monster Energy and you're putting together a deck, you can put, right, F1 team, we can spend this much, but we're actually getting this much reach and we'll generate this much more in sales and it will actually make commercial sense. But that's also it, down to Formula One and Liberty Media to kind of expand the commercial viability of the sport as well. And that's why they've been pushing so much the social media side. I mean, we all know, obviously, Bernie Eccleston said that he didn't really believe in the whole social media thing. It was just about the stickers and selling yep. what you can. But there is so much more, like, on the commercial side. And mm. we've seen teams all the time, like, they're growing their commercial brand. Like, not just the race team, but everything alongside that. And I think even the little tie up with, ties up with the eSport as well, like, yep. growing that side of the business. I mean, yeah. McLaren, I think, are launching all of their race teams. Like, I think it was IndyCar, Formula on 1, day. and eSport. And uh, their XE team is all, all under one kind of roof and all under one event. So there's really... I think that all of the teams are expanding and they know that they can't just be Formula One teams. They need to expand. They need to be bigger than just the sport. Yeah, definitely. But um, I think it's an interesting point. Should we wrap it up? before? Actually, before we wrap it up quickly, give me 
Give me three brands that you would think would be cool to see on an F1 car. <laughs> Go on. Go on. And right. you do yours in the comments below. I want to see three brands that you think don't have to be manufacturers. They could just be any old company that you think would work in F1. I've got, I'm going to leave my best until last. I've gone. The first one is going to be, I'm still going to stick with Toyota. I want to see that livery. Yeah. I think commercially, that's actually the most like realistic one. Oh, Porsche's too easy. I do want to see Andretti. I want to see an American, I want to see an American Formula One team. Nice. I'm going to keep it actually a little bit kind of broad in terms of just an American Formula One team. I'd love to see like an Andretti or something come into Formula One. Andretti F1, it just sounds good. And then SpaceX F1, Elon <laughs> Musk. If there's one man who has the who has the money to start a Formula One team, it's Elon Musk. I mean, oh it is literally like buying a bottle, of, like a bottle of milk or something for him. Wow. I mean, that's Space incredible. SpaceX F1. SpaceX F1. Sponsored by Rich Energy. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, so my three, and I've said this these many a time before. Go on, guess which one I'm going to say for. I've said this one a few times before. Hyundai. Hyundai. You said that a million Number times. Number one, they're in WRC. They're ramping up their performance division. They, they make are. really nice cars now, actually. I think they're... The i10, like, super, super good looking car. Like, They've got really some nice banging liveries as well. Yes. Their liveries are nice. Their liveries are top tier. Hyundai, 100%. I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to assume similar vein to you. Tesla Formula One team? No. <laughs> so I'm going to go actually with AMD. AMD, they make the chips for you know, Dell, Intel. I do actually, AMD, do you know what? Actually, Radeon. That makes a bit of sense in terms of technology brands. Tech, exactly. I See? like that. Tech tie into F1, because it is a fundamental part. There's all this talk about cyber security. I think you'd F1 have team. to badge it a little bit smarter than that. I mean, could you imagine supporting the AMD F1 team? Like, all of the, come on, come on. There's loads of people who wear kind of, you know, you know, there's loads of loads, loads of nerdy people who would love that. Okay, myself included. All right, I'd be bad. You'd have to be smart, I think, with the branding of that. But I could see what I could definitely see what you mean in terms of going instead of the manufacturer route, the technology yeah, route. Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, and then number three to wrap up the video, I'm gonna say producer Matt. By the way, <sighs> producer Matt, Sony. Producer Matt thinks Sony. So Sony, a Spider-Man live. They just literally use it to like. <laughs> Put Spider-Man on the car, whatever movie they're trying to plug, like. <laughs> um, oh, Roblox, maybe? Yeah, Roblox F1 car, imagine that. They're huge. Clearly, Roblox. the potential is limitless. Uh, no, I'm going to say, I am going to say Amazon. Why not? Already AWS Insights, delivery company. Not a lot Not a lot of support for that one. I like, okay, I've just, I just came up with something. I'm full team Hyundai, so it's hard for me to look past that. Um, SpaceX F1 team, make it go. happen. There we go. But let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. As always, thank you all for watching. Again, five-star rating if you need to rate. Like if you need to like. Subscribe if you need to subscribe. Aldous, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you, Minton, for being a good boy. And we'll see you on the next one. Cheerio, adios. We are out of here. Goodbye. Bye.